Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Chris Carr. He's the president and founder of Ferrotech. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. This is great. Yeah, excited to have you. So, Chris, why don't you start? Tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, well, uh, I started a, a marketing agency called Farotech about 22 years ago. Uh, makes me an old man in this industry. But uh, yeah, I started it about 22 years ago. We're located just outside the city of Philadelphia. Uh, we do digital uh, marketing strategy, uh, inbound marketing implementation, um, video development, web development. And uh, we are on the forefront of AI technologies as well. So it's been a crazy journey, but thanks for thanks for asking. Um, I'm finding that that in this marketing world, everything's been moving so f fast. It's almost like, what do you do? It's like, well, it depends on <laughs> what week it is. You know, it's pretty <laughs> yeah, awesome. right. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you've been in the industry 22 years. I imagine it looks a lot different now than you know what what it looked like when you started. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're talking 1999. I mean, almost. Dreamweaver, which was what you coded websites in, like 80% of it was you had to hand code or mm -hmm. you couldn't get anything done. You know, um, then, you know, everything changed when SEO started to become, you know, like if you, it, it used to be, if you had a website, that was enough. And then obviously as, as, as the industry changed, you know, you had to advance, you had to get into SEO. Then from SEO, we moved into conversion science and, you know, all stuff like that. I went from a two-person company to now we have just shy of 50 people on our team and it's it's been a it's been crazy but a lot has changed in a short amount of time for sure yeah and I, you know you mentioned ai too i i imagine with the transition of ai being you know more of a present feature in in the industry that that's had an impact on kind of what you guys do ai is the biggest change in any industry that i've seen in 22 years and it's like it's like we ain't seen nothing yet too. Um, so it's, it's crazy. I mean, my, my it's, I don't have a passion or a love for it. I have a necessity to know it and learn it so we don't get rolled by it. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, I recommend that for all businesses. It's, um, mm -hmm. it's going to be a shockwave for sure. Yeah. Talk to me yeah. a little bit more about that. Well, you know, I mean, I think that a lot of people have general exposure to AI through things like chat GPT or Bard or, you know, Bing AI. But once it starts to be in a situation where they implement it into, um, uh, it's going to be called Copilot. Uh, it's it's the 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 Microsoft suite of of business uh, productivity tools. Uh, Google's doing the same thing. I think they're going to be calling theirs Duet. Um, and you're going to start to see AI built into every single piece of technology that you have, so that. You know, all you really have to do is just through natural language prompting, you just say what you want, and, and and things happen. And what that's doing is it's it's upsetting a lot of different industries. You know, everything from coding to um, SaaS to um, how we communicate, what our expectations are. You know, um, you know, I think it's going to impact manpower quite quite a bit. Um, so there's a lot there's a lot coming, and I'm I'm finding that the world is underprepared. There's some people that won't stop talking about it. And then there's other people that are doing what I call like the ostrich thing, where they're kind of burying their head in the sand and thinking that this is just one more piece of technology. We've all been here before. I'm like, no, you haven't. This one's a big one. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to me a little bit about how Ferrotech's able to leverage AI to, you know, benefit its clients. Because like you said, you're learning how to use it, adapt it, um, so yep. you don't get, you know, run over by it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think a lot of the things are, um, the, there, was a, there was a line in a movie called Limitless that says, like, it helps if you're already smart. Like, he takes this pill and he can do, like, incredible things overnight. And then the guy who gave it to him was like, the sleazebop, he goes, it helps if you're already smart. Mm -hmm. um, companies that were really, really great at their craft or companies that had a lot of proprietary information or companies that had a very unique um, database of clients, um, if they utilize AI effectively, they're going to be able to take the lion's share of the spoils. And so one of the things that we did, we were on to AI. Um, my business partner and I interviewed a gentleman named Paul Rotzer and Paul runs um um, something called Maycon, which is the the marketing AI convention. He does it every year, and this was early in early AI. And we got off the podcast, and my my business partner and I looked at each other, and we're like, we don't have any time to lose. And we thought we were ahead of everybody. And eight months later, ChatGPT hit, and we were just a little bit ahead of everybody else at the time. But now it's it's you know it's hitting like a sledgehammer. But to answer your question. Um, we are using it in how we write, how we strategize, how we edit all of our content writers use it in the background. It does not replace humans or it does not replace writing. What it's been doing is it's allowing uh, us to, to be more efficient, more, um, more thorough. It helps our discovery process. It helps us make better content faster, but we're also aware that everyone has the same tools so they can do better content faster too. So it's how you use those tools, you know, um, other things we're doing is we use it in AI and we use it in a lot of our analytics as well. But, uh, honestly, we look to find out where it's being used everywhere. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where we can try to outcompete it. And it's just, it's, yeah, I've got a funny, not a funny AI story, but and I don't want to dominate this all talking about AI, but um, there was a gentleman, I always mispronounce his name, so I won't bore you with that, but he was talking about, he worked at Google. He's one of the, on the AI team, and he was in charge of these robotic arms and the robotic arms had one job. They would find a yellow sponge ball. They would try to grab it and then they would show it to a camera, right? And that gave him the reward. And there's a lot of mathematics and everything that just grabs like a ball. Like, so when you see a precision, uh, like car, um, car manufacturing plant, those things are precision instruments. They're not AI robots. So he was talking about, he has an airplane hanger full of these robot arms trying to grab the ball. And after weeks and months, just nothing's going to grab it. And right before he went to lunch, this one hand goes and it grabs the ball it shows the camera and then it puts it down. And so is the first one. And he was like, oh my gosh, just out of sheer luck, right? So he went to lunch and then he took a day off and that was on a Friday. And by Monday morning, the entire hangar of robot arms not only knew how to grab the, the yellow ball every single time, you could put the yellow ball anywhere and it could find it, grab it, show it to the camera in every single possible scenario. So not only did it learn from the first possible time, it told the whole network how to do it in every possible scenario. And so that's just this kind of this glimpse into the future of the speed from which this will communicate to its uh, to itself. Mm -hmm. It's just astronomical.
That's, that's really interesting. And, you know, I think that goes to show a lot of people can be, you know, almost scared of it. Like you said, like that mm -hmm. ostrich in the sand, like, holy cow, like that's, you know, that science is, is unbelievable. And especially with no, you know, engagement that, that they were able to just do that by themselves. I think that's really fascinating. I appreciate that story. Um, you know, pivoting a little bit, Chris, talking about your experience, you know, Ferrotech has been, you know, you've been around for 22 years. You've worked on your craft. You've really worked to perfect it. I know that we have spoken kind of about ways that you are able to leverage your experience in order to help your clients. And one of those is part of your onboarding process. Do you want to walk me through kind of what that looks like? Yeah. Um, we get asked for quotes and we don't give quotes. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, you know, we compare it to like a heart surgeon that basically someone comes to a standard physical and the doctor would say after two or three tests, like, Hey, you know what? You're a perfect candidate for heart open heart surgery. You'd be like, uh, before you kind of crack my chest open, I'm really hoping that I'm going to go through a barrage of tests to make sure that open heart surgery is right for me. But this happens in marketing all the time. Uh, someone at a company was in charge of, let's say building a new website and they go to three providers and they hear three different pitches and we all have the same software. And uh, a week later, he gets three proposals and commonly he chooses the one in the middle <laughs> from a price perspective. Well, we don't do that. Um, so we uh, charge for something like this. And this is, this is a thick book that we call a gap assessment. Um, are, we on, are we just audio or are we visual too? No, we're video too. Okay, good. So it's a thick yeah. book. And what it is, it's your three to five year roadmap. And it looks at, it's like a SWOT analysis on steroids, but it's going to outline every part of your marketing, every single um, dial that we have to turn. And it's going to outline it in, in four or five major formats, everything from your sales and messaging to your SEO, to your website performance, you name it. And so what, over the next three to five years, we're going to work together with your organization to reach your goals. And so we look at this very mathematically. So let's say just hypothetically, you had to reach $10 million. If I know I need to get $10 million in growth, I need to know how many sales and upsells does it take to get $10 million? Duh. But then I got to say, how many leads does it take to get that sale? And then I got to say, how many visits does it take to get that lead? And then ultimately, how many visits does it take to get to $10 million? So we look at your goals, we quantify them, and we work backwards to them. And all of that is outlined through this roadmap on how to get there and how to adjust if it's not going to play, what your audience structure looks like, what your messaging should be like. And it's all scalable and predictable. And so that's where, what makes us unique. Um, we have a super high retention rate, you know, for clients under five years, we, we have a retention rate of like 95 to 97%. So that's a big deal for us because we invite companies to join us for a three to five year trip. Uh, it's not mandatory that you sign a long-term contract, but everyone sort of just sticks because they sort of believe in that they trust the process. And why do you think that approach for onboarding is so important and you've seen such success with it? You know, I think that what we learned um, is that every time we got, we went cheap on discovery in the long run, it cost us twice as much. And so we don't want to lose money. You, the client shouldn't want us to lose money and you're ultimately gonna feel the pain if we get it wrong, you know? Um, it's not even just about money. It's about time. It's about energy. It's about not building the wrong materials for the wrong audiences or not knowing the right analytics and the KPIs that are going to move the needle to get you where you need to be. There's, there's a very special sauce, but there's also the ability to be nimble to make adjustments along the way. 
But if you don't have the foundation, the foundation set correctly, man, do you pay a price later? And I've just watched so many people that are kind of so many companies that are just like, they're so anxious to get moving that, you know, you, you don't know what you don't know, but once you know it, you really wish you did it better the first time. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that it goes to show companies that lead with value out of the gate. You know, they're not trying to to pull one over on you. They're trying to show you, hey, like, you know, we're trying to be a partner with you in this. These are all of our ideas. You know, we have a three to five year plan because we we plan to help you in that success and get you to the point where, you know, you're 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 at a point to continue to grow and expand with us as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's very well put. Yeah. So Chris, this is going to sound like a funny transition, um, but there's really no other way to say it. Talk to me about about unicorns. (laughs) Talk about unicorns. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that one of the things that that we strive to do as business owners or marketers in particular, you know, Gary Vandercheck says we ruin everything and he's not wrong, but we're we're sort of obsessed with ideas. And because we do that, we become a thought leader. And because we're a thought leader, we communicate as often as possible because I think deep down from an SEO perspective, the more content you feel like you put out, the better chance, you know, something's going to hit or you're going to build up just these, these small little runs over time. You know what I mean? You start to index for low, you know, long tail keywords, things like that. Um, but what we have found is that we help our clients develop an editorial calendar. It's going to allow you to know what content's going out in the next 30 days, 60 days, 90 days a year. We'll think about seasonality. We'll think about, you know, trade shows and stuff like that. And so everyone, we have this master plan, but what we're looking for along the way are pieces of content that outperform every other piece of content that we're writing for. And when that happens, um, sorry, my, sorry, is that, is, can you see me? Okay. My zoom just went, got weird. Okay. Sorry about that. Uh, do you, we're in, we're not live, right? Nope. You're good. My team can edit that out. Okay, so why don't I start real quick with unicorns, all right? All right, great. So, well, I mean, I think that's a great question about unicorns, and this is something that I'm very fond of. I learned this topic from a guy uh, named Larry Kim. He's an absolute genius. But the idea is that there's unicorns and there's donkeys. And unicorns are pieces of content that outperform everything else. And donkeys are this treadmill of content that we continuously put out Um hell or high water, we, this has to go out. Now, keep in mind, we help our clients develop an editorial calendar. We know what content's going out in the next 30, 60, 90 days or a year, seasonality and all that things. But where the unicorn theory really kicks in is we're looking for that piece of content that outperforms everything else. And rather than trying to put out that next hit song, you know, you've heard of the concept of like one hit wonder. Well, so many companies, they find this really good piece of content and they're like, oh, isn't that really great? And then they go and they try to build that next hit song where we use every uh, available resource. Once we find a hit, we double down on that hit because, because hits are more rare than you think. You know, like there's a study by Orbit Media that says click-through rates have dropped dramatically in the last five years. So if you find something that has hit click-through rates, if you find something that is actually working, you double down and you, you know, you micro content it, you put it in different formats, eBooks, white papers, infographics, all that stuff. And you basically, you know, you go after it with all you got and you, you know, you ring it, you ring it until it's dry before you try to move on to that next concept. Because there's just so much proof that 
people will continue to buy. When I say buy, I also mean attention. They will buy the same product over and over again if it's put in a different format. Where a lot of us just think, well, oh, my audience has heard that. I'm like, I promise you, you know, unless you are, I don't know, like a best selling author, you can put out that same content in different formats and score time and time and time again. And I just see, I, I've just seen it firsthand where we're so, we're so in love with new and we are not looking at the stats that say double down on winners. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. And I like your idea about putting kind of all of your gusto behind this idea that if people, you know, are digesting it in one form, they'll probably digest it in another piece of form too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have proof. I prove all over the place that, that it just works. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that it actually goes against your best, like your gut mm-hmm. because your gut thinks, Oh, I can just do it again. And I'm like, you know, like you'd be surprised, you know, um, you could go into a barren desert right after you wrote your best hit. It just happens. And I, I don't know why it happens, but sometimes the right message to the right client just works, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Chris, I think this has been a great conversation. As we start to wrap up, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with either about the industry, about Ferrotech, anything you want to leave our listeners with? Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that, I think that my call or my, my charge is whether you are a, um, a company that's, that's trying to, 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 to radically grow your business or to, or someone who's in the industry, who's really trying to, to, to stay sharp. I would say that what we started with the, the beginning of the show is, is that don't get behind the eight ball on this AI technology. Um, learn from really great people. Always be thirsty to learn more and more about this. It's going to be the fastest train you've ever ridden on. And so if you, if you, if your attention drops for a second, it, it could be a serious problem. And so I, I highly recommend, you know, that you do everything in your power to be ahead of it. I think that's fantastic. That's a good little bit. Well, Chris, I think this has been a great conversation. I appreciate, you know, our discussion about the onboarding, the AI, the unicorns. You know, I, I really appreciate you being on Business Ninjas today. Oh, thank you. This has been a pleasure. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.